Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello. Uh, this is a this is a U day. A U day, as uh, in the yeah. letter U. No, Y O U. Y O U. A me day. A U day. Yes. Because I picked a topic. Because you that, picked the topic. <laughs> and you think I know a lot about, or at least you think I know more about this topic than you do. Well, we had done. Um, we have we have one more installment in our in our sort of series, which was the uh, sort of the web 3.0 being actually um, secure we're gonna yeah. do that maybe next time and we're, we're gonna take a break collect our thoughts and uh i want to do something a little more you know uxy the I thing you you always call it ux nerdy uh if that's if that's what you say i say then yeah absolutely just a little more ux rather than the broad thing we were talking mm-hmm. about the last two weeks but you're saying we we're not done with that we'll come back to it Yes, I think that's true. But today, <laughs> we're going to talk about the exciting topic of UX research strategy plans, which I know, you know, we probably should have a better name for that because that doesn't sound particularly exciting. Uh, half it? of our audience just hit the exit button. No, they didn't. They just heard about this and they hit the join button. So, okay, you're right. It's not going to appeal to everybody. And it's not necessarily about, you know, behavioral design and all that. How about but, uh, you come up with a better name? Something okay, flashy. But not right now. Maybe if anyone's watching or listening, they can suggest some better names. But let's talk about what it is. Or let's talk about why I think it's important. Should we do that? I'm going to try and talk you into thinking. Into thinking it's really important, Guthrie. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, go ahead, give it a try. Yeah. All right, so user research has become really popular. Uh, I mean, maybe not if you walk into a bar and say, how many of you guys are really interested in user research? Maybe no one would say yes. But in the field of design, in the field of user experience, research is having this big growth spurt. I mean, honestly, years ago, I used to try and convince people to do research. And now, as you know, because we get a lot of requests for staff Mm -hmm. to do user research. So Mm -hmm. now it's become popular and people realize how it can be useful. Can I give my my guess as to why? Yeah, go ahead. Um, You were always fighting on this, this one front war from the UX side. It's yeah. like, hey, we need more research. And yeah. in the last um, decade, a second front on management has opened. What is that? From the uh, marketing, analytics, A-B testing so, you know, side. There has been such a push now to follow the analytics. And uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, people, staff, institutions... That used to not be very anal- uh, numbers driven, um, like a marketing department, uh, have become a lot more so. Okay, I'm going to argue a little bit with you, but I do well, think you're on the right on, track. Hold on, So what? I'm not saying that they're arguing for the same type of research. Yeah, I know. Right, I know. but that push, like, hey, let's do more research, 
that because of that second front, then when you say, hey, research is really important, that, that it's it's something that, oh, yeah, we that it, it is. It resonates. It, it resonates. And, and, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we should be doing this kind of research, which is different than market research. And it's different than A-B testing. And, you know, like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, so that's my I, guess. Yeah, I think you're you're onto something. It's probably probably the growth comes from a couple places, but definitely, I, you know, marketing departments have been quantitative for many of them for a long time. But I think part of what's happening is you get all this information from your, you know, analytics, but then you don't always know what to do next, right? And I think sometimes all this data that people are getting from a variety of places, you know, even from on the other side of it, from agile software development and in, you know, getting feedback on your designs iteratively and, you know, the whole continuous discovery that I want to do a future topic on that. But there's a lot of data coming in. But now I think what people realize is, well, two things. One is, it's one thing to have a lot of data. It's a different thing to know what it means and what to do with it. And so sometimes when you get data in and it's pointing, it's shining a light on places that need adjustment, but you don't always know what to do. And user research is all about, wait a minute, here are the questions we have. How can we get answers to those questions you know, you know that that we can't get just by dumping a whole bunch of data and trying and analyzing it. So I think that's one reason. Um, and I, the the amount the type of user research that is going on and people are requesting is really very diverse. You know, sometimes it's it's very simple. We want to get feedback on our existing product. We want to get feedback on a prototype of our product from our target audience. That's, you know, the kind of basic user experience, testing, evaluation that we've been doing for a long time. But what has been coming up more and more is, wait a minute, do we really understand the process that our target audience goes through now? Or do we really understand the process they want to go through. There's just a richness of other questions that are coming up. And I think also there's something about the changes in methodology, whether that be agile or design thinking or lean. The, the, there's a lot of, you know, underlying a lot of the popular current methodologies is the idea that you ask questions and you get answered to you get answers to the questions as quickly as you can. If you're asking questions, guess what? You you know there's some kind of research you're doing. So I, I it's a great it's a great point, Guthrie. Why this growth? And maybe we can explore that also in a in a later podcast episode. But let's talk right now about you know, okay, you work in an organization and and the request for user research is growing. There's a lot of research that people want to do. And sometimes, often, what happens is you now have 
competing priorities, right? And either you as an individual, you've got, you know, these five user research projects you're supposed to work on, or maybe you're a manager of that group and you've, you know, there's 20 requests for user research and you have to decide uh, what can we do? What should we do? What takes top priority? How do you get a handle on the universe of user research? Because what I'm seeing in our with our clients, Guthrie, is that there are more requests within these organizations than than they can handle. So in a given time frame, whether you, that's three months or six months, a year or five years, there's more need and requests for all kinds of different types of UX or user research. And uh, you can't do it all or you can't do it all to the same level of detail. And so how are you going to make decisions? How are you going to decide which projects to do or which projects, you know, whenever you're looking at user research, you can do it. We were working this week on a proposal. So it's like, okay, well, we can do this yeah. much user research or we can do that much user <laughs> and, research. And, you, and by the way, a little inside baseball, you know what the defining uh, uh, criteria is for how much research to do? Time and money. Time and budget. Yeah, that's that's always... that's always Time, but is. yeah, time, budget, budget staff, resources. Yeah. Right. But, you know, and you can. You can scale research. So you can have a question, you know, what is the current process that our target audience uses right now to do this task. And, and that's your question. And that's what you want to do your research on. Okay. You can do that at a high level. You can do that really in depth. You know, you can talk to five users or you can talk to a hundred users and you know, it's all scalable, which is useful, but it means you've got to have a picture, a big picture of all the research so you can decide right now for this particular piece of research, we're gonna do the medium size or the small size or the large size based on our resources, our time and our budget. So that's what I think a user research strategy plan helps you with. It helps you step back for a second and reflect on all the research you've got going or should have going it gives you an opportunity if you create this plan, and I'm going to talk about my idea of what a plan is, but it gives you an opportunity not only to reflect and do some planning and organization, but also uh, a way to talk to your stakeholders about it and make sure that you're aligned with them and the things that you believe are a top priority, they also believe. So I think having a plan and sharing that plan periodically with your stakeholders is also a really critical communication tool about the user research and about the plan for it and about the role it's playing. Okay, so, so user research in yeah. in one sentence, or uh, sorry, whatever the sorry, the the uh, strategic strategy plan, a user strategy research plan. strategy plan. In one what sentence, is, it? is The, what is it? Yeah. It's a document that you create that 
summarizes your research plan for a particular time period. How's that? I think that's fine. All right. So Good. I want to talk a little bit, if this is okay with you, about all those, what was in that sentence I just gave you and what you need to think of and what this plan might look like and what might be included. So I think the first thing you have to decide is what kind of research are we including in here? You know, is it like all the research that the organization is doing in every department? I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, unless that is your sphere of influence. So I use this term sphere of influence a lot. So this, this strategy plan should be on whatever amount and type of research you and your group does. So if you are in charge of all the research in the entire organization, then it's got to include that. But typically, if we're talking about a user experience or UX research plan, you know, that it's not all the possible research. But you have to decide what is the what is the research that me or my group are responsible for, and that's what goes into the plan. So that's the first thing. Make sure you're carving the right piece. The next thing you need to think of, I think, is the time period. So are we talking about putting together a plan for the next three months or the next six months or the next year or the next three years or the next five years? And I don't have an answer necessarily. You have to decide. But I do have suggestion that you organize this plan according to a short term and a longer term. And that definition is up to you. So you may think for, for the way your work is going and the research ideas that people have come to you with, you may say, look, what makes most sense is that I always have a plan for the next three months out and the next year out. And I'm going to call three months as my short term and one year as my long term. But for other people, they might say, no, no, no. Short term is six months. Long term is a year and a half. I mean, you get to decide uh, how long term you want to look at it and how short term you want to look at it. And I do recommend if this is your first time doing this, that you just pick two time periods, short and long. You know, sometimes, well, maybe I should have a short and a medium and a long and an extra long. Yeah, you can do that later on, maybe if you've, once you get experience with it. But other, if you have too many time frames, you're going to make yourself crazy. So I would say short and long, or maybe just, you know, short to start with. Does that make sense? Because, yes. you know, after I go through all this, I'm going to, make you create one for one of our clients. So you better be paying attention. <laughs> okay. No, maybe not. I maybe mean, you will. I don't know. I don't think it's that hard to do. <laughs> that's great. Says the person who's never done one, but that's I mean, good. That's good. If you feel that way, because then you're saying that what I'm suggesting people do not be that hard. You know, is, that's right. I, th I, I, I think I you're right. I think I've done right. enough research. It kind of like 
you don't really know what's gonna what the one thing is gonna be that leads to the crucial insight. So you know, if you if you just do some, I figure you'll get eighty percent of the way there. Yeah, this is like, Guthrie's eighty uh, percent and A minus versus. Hey, we we need to do a podcast. Have we done a podcast episode? I think like four years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we can update that on um, Guthrie's. You, you keep going. I will. Uh, a minus versus A plus idea. It's a great idea. Okay, so. We know we're going to have maybe a short-term and a long-term part our research plan. We're going to have the short-term and we're going to have the long-term. So now let's talk about, you know, what is, I, when you asked me for a definition, I said it was a document. So what kind of document? And, you know, I don't care. It could be a spreadsheet. It can be a, a Word document. It can be a table in a Miro board. It can be... Um, you know, a handwritten, you choose, it can be a diagrams, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever. I would say just pick a method of documenting that you are comfortable with. I'm going to tell you all the things that need to go in it and you decide how you want to do this. I really don't care. I've seen it all those ways. It works by, just fine. By the way, I would refer everyone to episode 37 for the A minus A plus? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Guthrie. All right. So what should be in this plan? All right. This plan should have a list of projects for that specific time frame. So you might have two parts of the plan, the short term and the long term. So you have a list of projects for that time frame with the following information. The a name of the project a brief description of this research. So you might say uh, evaluation of the uh, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. All I can think of is examples with our clients and I don't want to give away any client information. Evaluation of the new uh, financial saving app. So that's our that's the project. Brief description. You know, the financial saving app has been out for three months and we want to evaluate the and uh, get feedback from our target audience. So we have a project name, we have a brief description. Estimated time to complete. Well, I, I think we'd better have this done by June 15th. Uh, resources. We have, uh, we're going to use internal uh, UX team researchers, and we've got these two people slotted, or it does, you know, I, we don't know yet, but we know we're going to use two internal people, or this one, we're going to have to bring in some help from the team W, no, okay, or from whomever, okay, and then who is the key stakeholder for this project that we're going to be working with, all right, so name, description, estimated completion, some ideas about resources and the key stakeholder. I'm talking about like a few words on each of those. So I'm going to have this list of projects and I'm going to say in the next three months or one year, whatever time frame you pick, here are all the projects that I think we should be doing or we've been asked to do. And now you're going to, once you have that, now you're going to have to prioritize them. So, so can you do 
all those projects. <laughs> you know, we've got one that's supposed to be done in June, another one in September. Can you do that all? The way you, you're thinking about them, the way you have it planned, can you do them? If not, or if there's some important project that you think needs to go in there that isn't even on the table, but you don't have time to do it, how, you know, that, that, this is where you move things around. And you can do all kinds of coding, like, you know, you can make the ones you, you've committed to that, you know, they, they appear with a blue headline and the, the ones you haven't committed to, but you really want to do, you know, they're highlighted in, with yellow or something so that you can get this high level bird's eye view of here's all the research we're committed to or we want to do or someone wants us to do. And here it is prioritized. Here's the most important, the next important, or at least buckets. Very, you know, critical would be good. Yeah, not that important. And and then you can take this um, plan. That's your plan. That's it. And now you can do all kinds of things with it. Like I said, you should. You should share it with whoever you need to share it with, you know, whoever needs to know that this is your plan of research you're doing. Do they agree with that? Do they want to say, no, 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 this one you have down here as a maybe you won't get to, that's really high priority. You need to share this with whoever is your important stakeholder, not about each individual project, because I mentioned having a stakeholder for each project, but your stakeholder for the entire research plan and um, get their feedback and move things around as you need to. You know, this is an ideal time. You're going to do this plan and you're going to look at it and you're going to say, oh my gosh, uh, we can't, we can't do it all. We don't have the resources. So maybe you need to go talk to someone and say, any, any chance of getting more resources? Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you look at it and you go, actually, we don't have very much on this list and we have more capacity. What else should we be doing? So it allows you to have this conversation with yourself and with other people. And then this is not going to be a static project plan. This is going to need to be updated. You know, new information comes in and this you know, we got, oh, somebody says we have to do this project, so now we're going to have to move these other ones around. So at any moment, you should have a pretty good handle on what the short-term and long-term plan is for research and how you need to move things around. So um, I recommend this. I'm going to I want to talk a little bit more also, Guthrie, about other things you should have for all your research projects, but at a high level, that's what a research project plan is. And I did that in 23 minutes, so now we have nothing to talk about. No, actually, that's not true. But before I talk about other things, I guess I want to say, if um, if anyone's watching us, and I don't know if anybody is watching us live, if you have comments or questions, uh, please do um, let us know in chat and so on, and we can answer them. Guthrie, what about you? Do you have any questions or comments about this process? Do you think this is useful or do you think this is just another planning waste of time? And you can be honest. Uh, like everything else, 
it can it can be useful or it can be a waste of time. <laughs> that was a non-answer. Uh, well, it, it does. Lead, so my question is, who needs to be? Who are the stakeholders that need to be involved in the plan? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you are the CEO of the company and you're doing the plan, maybe there aren't other stakeholders. Maybe all you have to do is go to your minions below you and say, I have put together this plan, go do it. But most of us are not in that situation. And there is somebody that is responsible for providing resources or there's somebody that has some say in let's say you're a one person user research department like there aren't resources there's just you and you do all of it there's probably someone you report to that is interested Uh, whether deeply or mildly about how you are spending your time. And so that maybe that, maybe it's your supervisor, maybe it's your manager, whoever that person is, I would call them a stakeholder because you want to share with them what you're planning on prioritizing and spending your time doing and making sure that they are in agreement with that. So there's at least that level, but oftentimes, you know, in an organization, the there are other stakeholders there might be um you know uh so let's say that you're doing research on three different projects and each of those projects has three different stakeholders like okay uh there's this guy in the engineering team and i'm doing research that he's interested in there's this woman in marketing and i'm doing research that she's interested in and there's this committee on such and such and I'm doing research that they're interested in and the head of that committee is this person. You know, you may have multiple stakeholders that have, uh, that don't agree. You know, usually what they agree on is their project is the most important. So now you have three or four people who think their project is the most important. So those are stakeholders. And you know, you may need to bring that group together if if you feel I can't do all this research. Or you may need someone above all those people is your stakeholder, and you're going to make that person decide, help you decide on priority. Does that answer your question at all? Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you know, in addition to stakeholders and sharing this with stakeholders, there are, you know, collaborators or other people that you might want to share this with, like your team or people who are going to be doing the research, uh, they may or may not need to see the big picture. So that I think is up to you about how much, how useful that'll be to show the big picture to some of the people who are doing the research. Um, any other question or comment? Uh, probably not. Okay. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about 
that's related, not exactly the same, is this thing I call the one-page research project plan. Or maybe I should call, I shouldn't use the word plan both. Let's call it the one-page research project brief. That's always a fancy term, brief, right? And so every project that's in this strategy plan should have its own one-page brief. And this is the name of the project, the purpose of the project, the time to complete, the type of research you're planning on doing, like this is interviewing, this is a diary study, this is um, uh, a, a prototype evaluation, um, you know, this is a journey map, whatever, whatever type of research it is and the approach you're taking. So the name of the project, the purpose of the project, time, expected time to complete, the type of research it is, the deliverables that you're going to come up with. I've, this is one page, so it's got to be really short. Uh, the, uh, the objectives, like why are we doing this? Um, very high level steps to complete the project and who your collaborators on it are and your stakeholders. Um, that would be a one page project plan. And every project should have a brief. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Guthrie. I don't consider myself a super organized person. And yet, uh-huh. I I I need I need this is stuff I need. Maybe people listening. Um, you're don't need not it. the most organized person, but you like organization. I feel like I need a certain amount of organization to not lose my mind, to not feel stressed. So I need, you know, and and. Uh, we do, you know, like mentoring and consulting with clients. And I usually push them to have these things. I think it helps them. I know it helps me in working with them, right? Because I'll say, yeah, what, what, bring, up the, bring up the strategy plan. You need to look at it and remember all the projects we're doing. Or could you bring up the one-page project plan for this because I need to refresh my memory on this particular piece of research. Um, And then to go one more step of organization. So I have my project plan. I have my one-page project brief. And then for each project that is is a goal and we're actually working on, I'm going to want... what I call a sprint schedule, but you don't have to use that terminology, but I just want to, I want a week by week schedule. We've got this research project. Here's the one page brief. And now I want to know, okay, if we're going to do all this, you know, because with research, you got to plan ahead, you know, well, we're going to be, and I usually start at the end and work my way backwards, you know, we're going to be presenting the research on this date, which means we have to be, you know, synthesizing our data on this date, which let's back it up, which means we have to be collecting our data on this date. And we've got, you know, we're doing 
15 interviews. So that's going to take us this much time, which means we need to be recruiting by this date, right? I mean, I just kind of back it up. Um, and and that, so now, so then I have my, my sprint schedule. If I have my project research project plan for everything, and I have my one page project brief, and I have my, uh, my sprint schedule, uh, whether this is work I'm doing or whether this is work I'm managing a group for, I will be happy and I will be much less stressed. And let's face it, Guthrie, it is all about my happiness <laughs> and reducing my stress. <laughs> and I'm sure other people have different ways of being happy and uh, reducing their their own stretch, their own stress, but. That's, that's, that's what I would say. All right. So I have five questions. That's a lot of questions. But they're just, it is, is it too many? You want me to reduce it? We can start. Let's see how easy they are. It's just a summary of what we've been talking about. So for people listening in, here are the questions. Number one, do you currently have a user research strategy plan? I do not. That's an easy question. Okay. Yep. Um, so if you don't have one and and you need one, then I'm going to suggest you do one. Okay. Question number two. These questions are not necessarily for you, Guthrie. They're for our listeners. I'm going to answer them anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever you want. All right. Number two. Um. What time frame is the most useful for you to plan your research? It, what's the short term and what's the long term that makes sense for you and your organization? Six months, one year, three months, three years. How are, you want to answer this, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I can't make up an that, that one's a hard one. That one, All right. pass. All right, pass on that. Pass. Number three, <clears throat> which I think is actually the hardest question. How will you prioritize the research? Assuming, assuming you can't get it all done or you're concerned that you might not be able to get it all done because of time or resources or budget, how will you prioritize it? Uh, whatever the dev team wants. Okay. There we go. That's a made-up answer. That's okay, I am, but I think I am the dev team. Yeah. Well, but I that's think that's the joke. But but I think but that's valid actually. That's valid. Yeah. No, and I think is. you have to decide. I'm going to yep. prioritize it based on what I think is important. No, mm -hmm. I'm going to prioritize it based on what my supervisor thinks it's important. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to prioritize <laughs> it based on whether, I mean, you gotta, I think it's useful to think about that. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Uh, number four, and that was the hardest one. Oh, easy five questions. Easy. Yeah. These are, these are good questions. You like, you these? are, you are a professor. I didn't know if they were going to be hard, you know, uh, essay. Three these hour are, fill in, these are short, Short essay, we would call them. Or maybe fill in the blank. Okay, number four. 
who do you need to, uh, uh, who's your key stakeholder or who are the stakeholders mm-hmm. that you need to get buy-in yeah. on the plan from? Yeah. You know, that's important that you decide that. And then the la- do you want to try answering that or not? Uh, you. I'm the, I'm your key stakeholder. Yep. And number five, out of everything I've talked about so far, what is one thing that you want to try first that you, you currently aren't doing or you, you want to do it a little different way? Because I've, I've talked about stakeholders and creating the plan. I've talked about project briefs. I've talked about uh, sprint schedules. What would be the first thing that you would you would try out after after listening to our podcast on this topic? Okay. So those are the five questions that I think will help move people forward in this. Because what I you know my goal is for this to be practical and useful, and not just a theoretical discussion on, of how one might plan research better. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So we're, we're done and we haven't used up a whole hour. What are we going to do? That's fine. It's, it's been 40 minutes. You think 40 minutes? Guthrie's like, <laughs> 40 minutes is more I than think, enough on this topic. I think that's, you know, what do we try to go 40 to an hour? All right, but so there's no um, time. There's it's not like we get paid based on going the full hour. <laughs> We're getting paid by the minute. All right, so before we go, we leave though, we should probably talk about a few things. One is, um, one is if you're interested in things like this, which I consider to be in the realm of. UX strategy. Uh, you might, we do have a free, we have a, a, a whole certificate and a whole series of courses on UX strategy, but we also have a free course uh, called UX strategy fundamentals that th- this material that we just went through is not necessarily in that fundamentals course, but if this kind of thing about being strategic in the in the UX work that you or your organization does. If that's useful to you, you might want to check that out because it's free, right? Um, and that's courses.theteamw.com. Uh, Guthrie, what other things do we want to remind people about, do you think, before we go? Anything? Mm-hmm. If they want to get hold of us, yeah, info at theteamw.com. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that we need people to know about? I want to keep reminding people about our workshops coming up. Not, it's not our workshops. We call it, we're calling it the Immersive Courses in Behavioral Design. Uh, and that's we have one coming up in April. I almost couldn't remember. And another one in July. <clears throat> so... You can check those out, and we've posted on LinkedIn about those, uh, or just email us if 
you if you can't find it. And it's also at our website, right, Guthrie? Yes. The teamw.com. But and we're gonna have um, some more products around. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we have some new week. we have some new stuff in the works next week. Next week. But it's secret, and we're not gonna talk about it till we're ready with it next week. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna unveil a new product slash service, right? I th- I hope we're talking about the same thing. We'll find out. We're gonna unveil a new product uh, service offering next week. So join in, and uh, you can hear about that. And this live stream, um, if you want to share it with other people, it's available on LinkedIn and also on YouTube, right? Recording? Yes. Yeah, that'll be a place to find it. Okay. All right, Guthrie. I think that's it. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Talk later.